0: My goodness! I mean, six months later than planned, but we're back. That was a little bit of a long break. It really was. Do you remember we were going to do a Christmas party? We were going to do a Christmas party. Then we had all these plans for New Year. And New Year's stuff. I'm blaming
1: pandemic brain. I'm blaming loads of stuff, which we will talk about (laughs) on another show. It's so good to be back, and I mean, all I can say is thank you to the people that have been messaging us going, when's the next episode? Because it's been really lovely to know that we've been missed. And people
0: re-listening to them and coming back to us with, like, comments on old shows and all, like, oh.
1: I'm still determined we're going to get back out on paddleboards and actually stand up this time. Well, I'm not so determined about that, but I will come with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what have you been up to in the... Well, obviously, I know what you've been up to, but for everyone listening, what have you been up to in the six months that we've not been chatting? Do
0: you know what? If I'm gonna, this is one of those things that we always say in life, like not much, but actually, a huge amount, and I think a huge amount of self development. A huge amount of, because I don't know about you, but when we were in the pandemic, like in the heightened midst Mm -hmm. of the beginning of the pandemic, I did a lot of meditating and thinking and isolation. And I felt so connected to my own breath. It was ridiculous. Like Mm -hmm. I felt I knew my body. I felt my way around my emotions and handling everything. And it was, you know, that kind of warrior princess through a global pandemic. And then it all kind of, and thank God it did all come. Yeah. Come to an end and is ending for a lot of people. And for some people, it's still not. And I, that's awful. But what that then did is it made me go, oh God, I've got to remember how to live in the real world again. Yeah. And I've got to remember how, like, the hybrid working. I've got to remember that, you know, people want you to go out with them. And- I mean, how
1: many times so far have you turned up for a Teams meeting to think, oh, we're online, and then realise that you should have been across town. Yeah. Or someone puts me thinking there's times. not enough
0: time for travel. <laughs> so, basically, the last six months have been, has been reconnecting to myself, along with some really lovely, jolly times that I've had with loved ones, including <gasps> well, oh. Stephen, So,
1: Stephen Lee did say, am I going to get talked about on this episode? Stephen always going to get talked about. And I said, start. of course you are. Yeah. So, it's been Stephen Lee's 40th birthday since we oh. last did an episode. And we had the best 40 Fest festival themed birthday ever. I I
0: genuinely think it's the best festival I've ever been to. In another life,
1: if a job as a birthday planner existed, it would be my dream job.
0: You were so good at it. The whole customer experience. We had wristbands, we
1: had lovely Tom Godwin DJing. Oh my God,
0: that was just the best and you know which moved it, from outside to the basement which is amazing
1: so uh, yeah it's been it's been crazy that took up a lot of my time planning that and trying to keep it a surprised. surprise hiding a dinosaur pinata in my kitchen was not the easiest thing I've ever had to do um and yeah it's just been it's just been really busy. like work has been busy real life has been busy yeah trying to stay as you say trying to stay healthy trying to Make keep, the right decisions. Keep my mental health. Uh-huh. Make the right decisions. See the right people. Do the right things. Yeah. Catch yeah, up with all the family. Exactly. You
0: know. And I just feel like I don't think I gave a, enough thought to what it meant to going back to a bit more reality. Mm. And and I think that really tested me. Mm-hmm. Um, it tested me in so many ways. but But definitely in the... Promising myself in the pandemic that I wouldn't let life get busy again. So busy that I couldn't enjoy a 20 minute walk or a, yeah. like standing to look at the trees on my way to a
1: meeting. Or, it's amazing you know, how quickly that happens though, isn't it? It
0: disappears. And for the last six months, I've been fighting this, what has been a losing battle and going, my motto in life is being brave, bold and curious. Mm. How brave, bold and curious am I being right now? Like I'm not. And so I've been doing a lot of like, what's going on? Where am I? Where do I want to be? And you just know when you're not on the right path, whether that's work or life, mm. or you just know. But it just if takes you're not taking so the time much,
1: to fulfill yourself. Yeah,
0: it takes so much to change course or yeah. to even think about being wrong, doesn't it? So, like that's not doom and gloom. I'm fine. Like everything <laughs> is fine. But it's just something that I've really noticed. I've really noticed that actually, I think that we as a race through all of this. Um, it's gonna have impact and affect us all in really mm. different ways and mine was definitely like feeling like for once I had a grip on the reins of life yeah and then gradually you lose them and you don't realize you're losing them and then you've lost them and yeah. then it's like okay well I've lost the reins on the bloody horse like well, and, yeah. you know
1: even so much as when lockdown first hit getting up early to then have some time to do some yoga mm. or go for a walk or do some stuff before work started that creeps and creeps doesn't it until you're getting up half an hour before you've got yeah. to sit at your desk and yeah. yeah I'm with you I'm with you I've been doing exactly the same thing mm. of just trying to take a little bit of a grip back okay. and um you know p- t- recording this is part of our uh, yeah part of our routine that we kind of lost and hopefully yeah. we'll get back into the r- r- rhythm because now because it
0: is like this is this is our kind of I don't know it, it, it's our charging it's our reboosting yeah. it's our recalibrating it's our gaining our breath back because you hold your breath without even realising like mm. even being tense all the time like and 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 you know you've got to try and for me it was about okay there's no point us having a chat when I am just Dread. in not a place yeah. that I have the energy to and now I feel like I'm starting to kind of sprout again and um realise what's important and realise what I can afford to
1: lose and this is definitely
0: not something I want to lose mm i don't want to lose you you.
1: (laughs) well cheers to that we're sat here with some pink wine ready to have a lovely chat with our guests our Um, first guest of season three yeah do you know what
0: i have really funny funny feelings about this um a it's our first one in six months november was our last one so this is um and we're now in june i mean that's just (laughs) insane but yeah, it's our first one. So, are we going to even know what to do? That's like one thing, but also the topic.
1: Yeah. So we've got um, the lovely Roland coming to talk to us today. Um, who has written a book called My Big Toe Is Killing Me, all about his journey through dealing with um cancer treatment. Um. So, spoiler alert: he's still here. So that's that's a positive for reading the book. Um, but a really interesting guy who's written a a really moving and humorful book humorful is that a word humorous A mm-hmm. uh, humorous book about cancer which you wouldn't think is possible um but i'm really excited to chat to him now i've i've read some of the book already because i i got sent an advance copy um <laughs> no, and i know no. that you have so i'm really sorry <laughs> because i'm a really slow reader at the minute um because of too, life's being too busy um But I'm really interested to chat to him and just find out a little bit more about him and kind of his journey and how he's found it all.
0: And I think it's a really tough topic. It's Mm. a tough topic to talk about, but it's also a tough topic topic to be humorous about. And to even say. And to even say (laughs) when you haven't got your teeth in and you've only had a mouthful of wine. So, great start. Uh, this will be fun. um No, but I am. I'm really excited, and I don't really know anything about him because I haven't read the book. We have had chats about it. Yeah. Because I've been like, "Are you sure I'm going to be okay? I'm not going to cry?" Um. And you've assured me I'll be yeah. fine. Um. But yeah, it's yeah, it's what a what an interesting first episode for season three. Yeah.
1: Quite. Um. A serious topic, I think, but a really worthwhile one yeah. for us to start with. Um. Especially given, you know, the variety of great people that we've spoken to already. Oh my God, yeah. Um, and hopefully the great guests that we've coming up for the, rest mean, of the season. And, yeah,
0: I mean, the list of guests this season is crazy. Yeah. But I do think this is a really nice one to start on because, you know, we, whatever tragedy, whatever scare, whatever kind of situation life throws at us, there's a lot of learning and lessons that can come from it. And sometimes we've got to just pause for a second or six months and just really try and work out, okay, so why is this happening? What can I do? Where can I go?
1: How can this change? A great theme for the episode, I think, is taking the reins of control and being about, you know, something awful might be happening, whether that's in the world or to yourself, Mm -hmm. but it's all about your outlook and how you deal with it and how you choose to take the next step.
0: And it's come from a blog. Like yeah. this was
1: his diary. He's letting us into his yeah. kind
0: of which is incredible. And I'm I'm really genuinely giddy to meet him. Well shall we uh Let's do shall we. we? Let's meet Roland. <laughs> Well, hi, Roland. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs>
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for coming. This is very—we're both quite giddy. Not only because it's our first season, first episode of season mm, three,
1: yeah, but it's this amazing book and you. Mm,
2: thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for reaching out to us. I've been—I've been reading your book. I've hogged it, so Ellie's not had a chance to read it yet. Uh, but I was giving her a little update of everything about your book and your blog before you joined but
0: I'm quite excited though to be someone who's only had a snippet of probably what other people might have had if they've read the kind of a few of your Mm -hmm. blogs maybe in the past or um, some of the intro information to my big toe is killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm really excited because I feel like I can ask the questions that perhaps someone who hasn't read it would be able to ask and and provoke some more interest that way.
1: So how shall we start, Rowan? Do you want to tell us a little bit about how the how okay. the blog and the book came about. And then we'll talk a bit about you as a person, what you love about Plymouth and everything yep. else. But I found, you know, thank you for reaching out to us because your story and the way that you've written this book, I never thought that a book about the topic, which you will talk mm. to us about, I never thought it could be humorous and down to earth. But actually, it was really refreshing to kind of read your take on it and kind of a no-holds-barred, mm. How yeah. you've coped with
2: with the challenges that you've had. Thank you. Yeah, it's so essentially it's my story of cancer, um, skin cancer to be precise, and it's a bit of an odd one. I, I mean, I don't want to sort of go through the whole story, but no spoilers. Either, no, about that no, thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a certain spoiler that I'm still doing <laughs> yeah. the podcast. But um, essentially, I stubbed my toe, and I did that really blokey thing of going, yeah, "It'll be fine. It's gone a bit black, but it'll be fine," and. Eventually, by hook or by crook, I got it checked out and it became obvious that there was something not right about that. Um, and then in 2016, I had to have my gallbladder removed. And during the recovery from that process, I kind of could sense that something wasn't right in my leg. And essentially what had happened was that cancer had um, formed in my toe. And then your body's really good at, you know, everyone gets lots of cancers all the time body's immune system is really good at just kind of containing it or getting rid of it. What my body did was keep it in my toe for a long time wow. and no problems. And then when I was having the surgery and recovering from that, my immune system was dealing with that. It was kind of took its eye off the ball and the cancer travelled up my leg to my right groin and a tumour there, which is about the size of a grapefruit. Wow. Um, kind of a friendly term for it being the groin fruit in the book. Um formed, yeah, and I kinda noticed something wasn't right, so I got that checked out and I was told, oh, no, it's probably just a what's called a fatty lipoma. So yeah. like a lump of fat in your leg and it'll be fine. Six months later it was just getting bigger and more uncomfortable, so I got it checked out and sure enough it was um this tumour, so I had to have that removed and went through a whole process of um radiotherapy after that and got all this happening up in Dereford. And Afterwards, I was kind of going, how the hell? You know, like they were sort of saying, you know, are you a sun worshipper? Have you spent a lot of time? I'm like, no, really not that kind of guy. Um, and it turns out there is a very small percentage of skin cancers can be caused by this kind of blunt trauma. Um, so when I got the diagnosis, I was away for a work conference in Wales, and I had a call from the GP who just kind of said, yeah, it's cancer. I said, okay, which I was kind of ready for. But then wow. I said, is it treatable? And he just went, no. Really flat, kind of no, it's not. You've got, God, that
0: actually just took my breath away.
2: It, yeah, because oh. you kind of think these days you kind of go, Okay, it's cancer, I'm in my 30s, what do I need to do? Yeah, and he just said, You've got a year, maybe five years, if you're really, really lucky. Obviously, this was back in 2016, so I have been really, really lucky. Um, well, someone calls me the unluckiest, lucky, <gasps> unluckiest, unlucky swine there is. So, <laughs> um, But I had to do that whole thing at the time. I had an 18-month-old son, and I was away from home, so I had to kind of go ah, right, I need to get home. But your your mind does the weirdest things. Cause so remember, powerful, isn't it? I remember going to check out my hotel room and just as the door was closing, I put my foot back in it and thought, hang on a minute, there was a complimentary bottle of wine in there. <laughs> so even <laughs> with like, this end of life thing on the horizon, oh. suddenly you're like, I need to get the stuff. Yeah. It doesn't
1: make the life's... Mo- and that was something yeah. that I really took away from one of the chapters in the book. If it doesn't make the mundane, normal day-to-day stuff disappear, does no. it? It's still It's still important, even though you're yeah. going yeah oh my God!
2: yeah it's crazy, and you come to this point of survival, but you also have to kind of you know you everyone nowadays kind of has this thing of like well, if I get a disease or a life limiting situation, I have to make the most of it and climb Everest or run a marathon and all that kind of thing. That's not me. I've mm. never been that kind of person, mm. so my thing was well I'll write a book about it but when you start that journey, you don't think, I'm going to write a book about cancer as I'm going, so I did it as a blog. Um, I'd already been writing a music blog for years, so I was just, fine, I'll do that as, a, as we go along. And actually, what I found was that it was really helpful for me to formulate all these thoughts mm. and feelings and get them out onto paper anyway. But also, when you go through something like this, people are always asking you, how are you, what's going yeah. on, what's happening? And if you can just refer them all to the same place, it saves you having that conversation over and over again. Because people yeah. care, and that's a good thing.
1: But it's quite hard for you to have to keep yeah. going, well, this happened, and then yeah. I did this, and then this CT scans this time. And, yeah, and okay. also, yeah. you're
0: reliving it in every conversation, yeah. aren't you? That's Absolutely. the thing. Yeah. And I, it's really interesting, because I wrote... Uh, I've got a blog site that I write on very often. Used to. Now, not. <laughs> um, but the reason I've stopped writing is because actually... There are times when it does help and it is really mm. therapeutic, but then there are other times where you're writing it and you're reading the reality of what you're mm. writing. And mm. I mean, how in that moment when you were away with work, you had that kind of cool. what, what, what do you do when you're faced with that? Because it's, it's kind of,
1: mm. you
0: say about the mundane and you say about life being around you, but I can imagine that you have to find a deeper place to find breath. Because it just must wind you totally.
2: Yeah, and I think you know, I put a lot of humour into this book, mm. and I try and deal with things in a kind of quite um, surface way. But there are points when, in real life, you do just find yourself sobbing mm. to the point of I can't breathe, I can't you know mm. open my chest up and actually just breathe. But that passes. Yeah, you know, and it's there's loads of bits and pieces that I've kind of found comfort in along mm. the way. A lot of it's been around music. Um, just bits of philosophy around you know just little simple things sort of um, mother's wisdom in a sense you know like mm. this too shall pass yeah. you know and it's like
0: everything um, happens for a reason you don't
2: get too high with the highs you didn't get too low with the yeah. lows just keep trying to keep a steady life and I think it's one of those things as well when you get to your sort of 30s or 40s all that sort of hedonism of your teens and mm. 20s you kind of like oh I wish I could still do that and then you go out and go clubbing in your 30s, and you're like, oh, God. Four-day hangover. I don't <laughs> want to do that again. Yeah.
1: I did that recently, went out, tried to go for a big, yeah, night out. I was home by 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I think yeah. there's kind of joy in the mentality, you know, yeah. and it's like there's, people don't appreciate peacetime because it's that's what they used to do, and then a war comes along, and everyone goes, oh, my God, I'm so grateful for what yeah. I've got. Mm. And it's the same with this. I think because I got through that first... Stage, I had a surgery quite quickly and they managed to get everything out. And then I had radiotherapy to sort of, um, as an insurance policy essentially. Mm-hmm. And that was all good. And we had a few years of really good, you know, just going for scans and everything was fine. And then I think March 2020, just as the pandemic literally the first week of home working and home schooling, um, I'd had another scan and they said, No, that's it, it's come back again. And it's
0: oh my god, gone
2: from your groin to your abdomen and basically I had a, a melanoma that had grown on my pancreas um, and, and essentially stopped it from working which made me type 1 diabetic so I was kind of like oh great I can, cope with, I can cope with cancer I can cope with diabetes and then they said no it's gone all the way around your pancreas and it's kind of strangling the portal vein which is essentially you know if you get rid of the portal vein you don't live so and because everything was shutting down because of COVID, they just kind of went. There are no trials. There are no studies. There's no one in this area that will take on this surgery. Palliative care, that's it. And Whoa. we were like, well, and, and then literally had my you know son downstairs who at the time was like five six years old going, I can't do this homework. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm an absolute sobbing mess with My wife on the floor of the bedroom. So you go back down to a low mm. place again, but obviously. That wasn't the case because I wouldn't be here talking to you. Um, what by hook or by crook somehow managed to get a surgeon in London who said I'll have a go. I you know I think I can do this, but it's going to come at a cost, which was basically remove my pancreas as well and ninety percent of my stomach and my spleen. Um. I few other bits and pieces as well. <laughs> Some body parts. And I'm one of the few people to come out of lockdown with, like, weight loss. You know? <laughs> I didn't do a single J-Wicks workout. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's an excellent way to get out of the J-Wicks workout. It's quite, quite extreme. Yeah, Very workout. extreme. But I've watched yeah. a few J-Wicks workouts. Yeah. I think, I think we all did. I didn't to <laughs> <know episode, so>. say, <laughs> And how did that feel for you, kind of agreeing to that of, right, well, th- this might save my life, but... Um, that's terrifying one of the
2: easiest decisions because yeah. it's like well, what else is there you know, it, it's not the kind of thing you can get rid of with exercise and diet it's mm. you know it, I had this tumour in there and they, they said that at the time I was on immunotherapy and they were like maybe that's working maybe it's stopping it from growing but it's not killing it off mm-hmm. so you, you kind of have to just go with it it's so, okay but there was a very, some very weird points where we had to drive my wife and I up to London mid-pandemic hit the M25 at about 5.30 and it was deserted, yeah. no planes in the sky, really kind of, you know, apocalyptic stuff. Yeah, like
0: Famagusta stuff.
2: And then my wife had to drive me to the hospital and for the, for the appointments drop me off and I would go out again. And then come August 2020, she dropped me at the hospital for a surgery that's got the highest mortality rate and just waved me off. Oh that was wow. it. She couldn't come in because of COVID. And I was in there for two weeks, no visitors, nine hours of surgery and just hanging on but yeah came through it all so it's been up and down and then I got to a point after that where I was like okay if I'm ever going to write a book about this or I'm going to turn these blog posts into a book
1: the time is now I've got
2: six months of recovery ahead of me so I can sit in front of a laptop and just put it all together and that's that's where it came from
0: so you have this amazing story to share because it will it might kind of people might read it and be able to Kind of see themselves in your story, or they might read it and actually say, "We need to make some changes because this could have been Mm. us."
1: Well, I I read it from a viewpoint of my dad had cancer. Thankfully, he's he's through it, and but there was one Mm. line that you said, like everyone has probably been touched by cancer in a different way, and for me, it was really interesting to read your perspective of it because I think he's my dad. He he wouldn't have told me in as much Mm. honesty of probably some of the stuff that you talked about of. the experience of radiotherapy, because we joke with him now that he's got more tattoos than the rest of us put together because of the tattoos he had to have for the triangulation. But reading your description of what it's like to have radiotherapy gave me a different perspective of how scary that must have been Mm. for him to go through. It's a window into something that you don't often get a window. Yeah, and really, I think... Valuable to kind of share that story, not only for the yeah. for the friends and family of people that might be experiencing it, but I suppose for other people that are going yeah. through it as well. That kind of.
2: I think it's 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 a club that no one wants to be part of. But once you're in it, you can't leave. Yeah. and yeah. You become so aware of everything with the word cancer in it, which is tricky for me because my star sign as well. So I'm just Oh, it. mine too. Going... Oh yeah,
0: mine too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <very> cool. <laughs>
2: oh, three <laughs> Um But it, I think from. <sighs> Telling the story honestly, Mm. it just kind of felt like there's no point in doing it another way, because otherwise you're not being helpful to anyone. Mm. And that's always my mindset in life, is like, how can I help someone with this? How can I do something good with this? And make something positive out of what is Mm. a horrible situation. Well, and that
0: in itself is amazing. Like, that you're taking yourself out of that situation. Like, it is incredible it's absolutely incredible that you found strength yeah. to be strong enough for other people and to think about other people i'm much better at thinking about other people than I <laughs> that's myself. serious but yeah, yeah. yeah that is.
2: but also you know for my son because i all the way through it i just kept thinking you know i don't make this i don't want him to ever think even mm. i didn't try i didn't want to sort of survive it so okay it's you know for him to a journal, have a record yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and you know I know I've had so many really lovely bits of feedback from people who say, you know, I read this and now, like you say, I know what my husband went through or my partner, or and it tends to be it's that classic thing of men don't talk and they don't express their feelings and it's it's taken me a while to be able to talk about it, but to write about it is a different thing. It feels less. It's
0: a different way to process it, isn't it? Yeah, and it's really interesting because. I'm not going to lie, I was quite nervous about reading it to start with, which maybe is why you went first. Um, because, you know, like you say, it touches so many people and it has touched me and and, um, and I've been in situations um, and I can't even talk about it, let alone kind of write about it. But when I was talking to Amanda about my fear, she said it's written in such a way that it's it brings, like you were saying, brings humour, but it's... Hmm. It's not one of those dark stories, no. it, not just no. because it's got a light at the end of the tunnel yeah, and you're yeah, still yeah. here, mm. but because the humour that you thread through every page, which made me go, do you know what, I really do want to read it now. I want to hear someone else's when take
1: on it. Hearing you talk in person, yeah, but also yeah. coming off the page, it's that kind of, you're very matter of fact about, it's not a bed of roses, but it's sort you know... Yeah. You've got to live, while you've yeah. got to live, and I think that, mm. like I said, it, I wouldn't have thought that this. And when I, when you reached out and kind of said, "Do you want to read it?" I thought, "Oh God, am I going <laughs> to be able to cope with yeah. this?" Because we're yeah. both quite emotional at times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, you know, it it is a a really enjoyable, interesting. You do throw good humor in there, and you know, I could almost hear you as a radio presenter now and again, yeah, kind yeah. of some yeah. of that kind of vibe to it. So, I think the fact that you're able to be matter of fact about this isn't this isn't an easy journey that i'm going through but i'm still here and you know i've got a good humor a story
0: to to tell
2: it's not i wouldn't call it tough love but it's just being a bit pragmatic about yeah cancer is horrible Mm. yeah Um, and you know weirdly i would say to people at most points during this cancer hasn't actually made me feel unwell it's Mm. the treatment or it's the surgery or whatever um but then you would layer onto that the emotion, the mental health issues, the just the fatigue, and, and yeah. learning that fatigue is different to tiredness, and how you can't nap your way out of fatigue. It's just mm. absolutely exhausting. So, but it's all stuff that I didn't know. Yeah. And why would you like most? Like I said, most people, you're not going to kind of go, "Oh, I'll pick up a book about cancer." That sounds like a romp, you know. But by talking to people like you and other bits and pieces, I'm trying to just get the message out there that. Don't be too scared about reading about it. It will touch you or someone you love yeah. at some point in your life. And if you mm-hmm. can be a bit more prepared
1: for that... And reading this is much better than scouring Google because... Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Don't
2: go to Dr. Google.
1: Yeah, no. Do- Dr. Google... Dr. Google is not it. helpful. You've got no. ten minutes to live and you But not another,
0: another reason, which we'll probably touch on a little bit later, another reason to, to get the book and read the book and learn from the book and grow from the book and maybe peel from the book is because 20% of the profits go to St. Luke's, which... I think is like mm. a you know you say you want do you want to make a difference you want to mm. help people you want to make tomorrow better than today, um, and and like you said at the very beginning you know some of us have been really lucky mm. and we have benefited from the years and years of kind of research and academia that have gone into yeah. helping people, um, and the more we can do the better it will get and mm-hmm. and like you say it's going to touch it has touched so many people. That we need to try and do more we need yeah. to talk about yeah. it more we need to relate to it more and understand it more and and having this humor and even the, the, the book itself looks amazing it, it <laughs> makes you smile doesn't yeah. it it's the you know it's but what brought you to a place like the the logistics if you like of turning what you had written on a laptop into mm, a book like mm, how did that work how did that go
2: um so a very good friend of mine mark um who's worked in publishing in the past so, you know, when I sort of chatted to him over a pint, just kind of went, oh, I think I might try and put this into a book. He said, Right, okay. And kind of, he, so he was the sort of um, navigator through a lot of yeah. this, and he was the one going, Do you want it in this font or that font? Do you want this? Or the that? font is great. I love
0: this <laughs> font. <laughs> so and the, the white pages are great. Yeah. I love I, a white page. I wanted
2: it to look like a book, you know, because this was mm. all done self published and. It was a little bit daunting when a thousand copies turned up on a pallet <laughs> <laughs> at my house, and, which is a very Cornish house, and you know, steps up to it, so we had, and the clouds came and were like, "Put the books inside. And, um, and I wanted to do it that way because it was my story, mm-hmm. so I wanted to sell it my way rather than putting it into, you know, Amazon or whatever, which yeah. eventually I will do that, mm-hmm. but for the time being, this initial run is about, you know, Relatively local, relatively kind of personal experience for me. Mm-hmm. So, there were, you know, trials and tribulations with it going back and forth. And you know, a guy called John Reardon who done the did the illustration for us. Is just, it's brilliant. It weird, very weird because I sent said to him in about three sentences what i kind of pictured it to be like and he sent back almost exactly what i'd you know imagined. <laughs> it very strange but yeah really great blue artwork which helps and um, we undenied about the title because my wife was saying um i oh, should call it my big toes trying to kill me because it's it's not actually killing you now was like yeah but that's not the phrase and so there's lots of bits and pieces but the hardest bit for me actually that like i've been a promoter for a long time of, of uh, music, so oh, wow. bands, artists, managing artists, that sort of thing, um, and then it came to promoting my own.
1: Something that output. yours, yeah, not so easy. Yeah. Really, really hard. to It's do, hard to so. put yourself out there, isn't it? Yeah, like, please yeah, buy my thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think so. Sort of selfishly, the St. Luke's thing was a kind of right. Okay, I'm not selling this yeah, for me.
1: I got
0: that. I'm yeah, raising it. I absolutely totally get that. I
2: think that's that gives me a hook then, and mm-hmm. you know, and also because St. Luke's have been amazing, you know there's a, a big um stigma around St Luke's, you know, it's palliative care, it's end of life care. Um and I've been up there loads when it was in Turnchapel and, and now that it's kind of more dotted around. Yeah. But they're great, they help me with um I have a condition called lymphedema because they had to remove so much of the uh, lymphatic system and they took a the tumour out of my leg, which means it swells up sometimes so I get to wear very very attractive um, hosiery oh. um, which is custom made from in Germany don't you oh know? wow oh, um, darling yeah it's very uncomfortable and I had to oh. I had to stick it down with leg glue which is one of the um, more humorous elements that we <laughs> had to work with some leaks because they kept saying oh well most of the people with this condition are sort of women in their 80s and they don't tend to have hair on their legs either. oh so worry about that. Um, but also you know I've got quite chunky rugby players legs and they were saying well oh, Normally, quite frail lady. So, we eventually found that in Ireland they make a glue um, for keeping Irish dancers' socks up when they're doing that, you know, Michael Flappy thing. So, you have to put that on and then the stocking over it, otherwise, it just pings down halfway through that the day. That is insane. So, all these little things, and you know, I would then say to them, Oh, well, I found this, it's quite good. And they're like, Oh, what's it called? Yeah. Noting it down for other patients. So, it's all part of the journey. Yeah. You know. It's all part of discovering things but
1: yeah. yeah in years gone by I worked for St Luke's and the teams there are just amazing yeah. and it's it's really like you say the stigma of it is which well, just for old people mm. yeah and it's it's yeah, not it's
0: yeah, not, yeah. It's yeah and, and I've I've worked with them quite a lot over the years and I think it's it's just the the vibrancy the passion mm. the determination the mm that robust we're going to keep yeah. going because people think they're a huge charity but they're not you yeah. know they're local and it's mm-hmm. it really
2: matters and that comes back to the humor as well because the people at st luke's the nurses up on the oncology wards they all try and find something to make you giggle yeah laugh, yeah, laugh, yeah. Make you kind of see the silly side of things or the bright side of things and that and that you kind of have to jump on board with that because yeah. otherwise you will just yeah. drown
0: and I think that's that echoes through our everyday life, doesn't it? Like, we have yeah. to try and find humour in find things.
1: Find the fun. Find the fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which can be really hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Roland, before we go on to kind of talking about lots more things, where can people buy the book? Important.
2: Yep. so it's available in exactly two locations. <laughs> um, so uh, no good bookshops at all. Uh, so you can get it from the website, which is uk. Um and you can buy it from, there's a shop in my village in Dandery that stocks it as well. Um, but if you look me up on... Shout out
0: to Dandery yeah. stores,
2: yeah. it's uh, They do an amazing trade, selling my book for me, which is really helpful. Um, but if you can find me on Instagram at Big Toe Cancer as well. Perfect. Um, we will
0: link to it to yeah. make it super easy. Well. But yeah, um, and it's $6.99. six ninety
2: nine. Six ninety nine. Yep. Yeah, as I say, and twenty percent of that goes to St Luke's. Um, and it's a great,
0: it's a great looking book. <laughs> I like a good looking book. <laughs>
2: really the bookcase. It's also a very rare first print run because uh, we didn't realize that the spine had a spelling mistake on it, um, which people don't always notice. Oh, I didn't know yeah, yes, yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, so, I hadn't noticed that. No. The, font, the font lets you get away with so, that. Yeah, so yeah, you'll yes. have to buy it and see if you can find the type yeah, yeah, of exactly. Because we're not going to tell you what no. it is. <laughs> um, so what did your wife think about
0: the book and what it could potentially do? Because it, you know, it could have changed your life mm. dramatically. Mm. It could mm. still change your life yeah, dramatically. Yeah, yeah. But just getting your story out there, because obviously she's part of your story, yeah. your family's part yeah. of your story. How did she feel about that kind of that public sharing
2: incredibly supportive as i say i said before we um, started recording she would um edit my post on the blog to make sure i wasn't oversharing because i'm (laughs) a bit of an oversharer at times um but also what's really interesting for me and her is that you know she's got the perspective of the the partner the carer Mm -hmm. and there were times when i was writing this and you get very tunnel vision about it like this is what i'm going through and that's Mm. what i'm going to write about um, and she really enabled me to sort of step back from some of that and think about, well, how is it affecting my child, my stepchildren, my wife, my family, you know, mm. my parents and all this sort of stuff and the stress that that causes people. And um, there's never any guilt attached to that. There's never any kind of blame, but you do have to sort of remember that while you're in the eye of the storm, there's all these other people mm. swirling around you yeah. who are holding in their own together. storm. Yeah, 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 and that goes as far as, you know, amazing colleagues and friends and things like that who all have that sense of worry about you know, what's going on how's that going so I had a couple of points where I would write a blog post and then maybe not write something for six weeks and people would send me tentative little messages yeah. going are you okay, okay. And I'm like oh, alright better write another post um, but no she's been incredibly supportive and I think um, you know the kids have as well and that's because it's a big thing for mm. stepchildren my child's go through my son absolutely loves it because he's got a book dedicated to him and oh. The best, uh, one of the best sort of byproducts of this is that he, when he has to go to school on World Book Day, he can go dressed as himself. (laughs) Uh,
1: No last minute fancy dress for you, though. No, no, it's
2: great. He just takes that with him and goes, "No, I'm in this book," and uh, that's fine. So cheap on that front as well, which is always handy. So.
1: And does he, is he now at an age where you've explained all of what's in the book to him, or? Yes is and there no. a children's book on the card yeah, to explain well,
2: it? Um, so yes and no to both questions. Um, he understands that I'm, I've had cancer. He understands that I haven't got cancer at the moment, touch wood. Um, and that I have, you know, elements of my life that would, you know, other dads of my age are maybe able to do things that I yeah. can't and so on, and that's fine. I um, haven't thought about doing a children's version of it, but I have written a children's story that I'm working with an illustrator. Oh, at cool. The moment, which is different thing but um having done that and the reaction it got from the children you know just in terms of it's a book it's a thing mm-hmm. um yeah i thought i'll have a go at that as well. So. i
0: think that would be really helpful especially mm. if you kept it with the humor and the honesty and the sincerity because i mm. think as a parent it's the hardest thing to have to explore when yeah. you have a child of any age that you have to kind of say mm. and you you mm-hmm. know the same like to, to 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 have that statement share that statement it is or it could be Yeah, it's the hardest thing for a parent to navigate so I think any tool that can mm. support mm. them to kind of make that transition I suppose from a normal world to a world that's always going to be different yeah,
2: yeah, would I mean, be
0: really helpful.
2: It's brought me so much closer to my son because you kind of go right well I've got to make every second count but mm. then there are still times when you know he'll be playing on the Xbox for two hours straight or whatever and you just think I'm not going to pull him off that to go and you know blow bubbles or anything because that's part of his childhood yeah you, know, you, can't, you need to keep it as normal as possible but yeah absolutely it's the what he's got friends who've got parents who've um, died of cancer or you know poorly mm. with cancer so he kind of he's aware of it being a thing but actually he wouldn't be aware of that probably if we hadn't been through it as well yeah. so it's that sort of com- wider
0: conversation I think yeah really I think I think you should absolutely do it and it's another, another book for Down Dairy Village Shop to <laughs> stop, isn't it? <laughs> and for you to come on and chat to us about. Okay. Um, so I, I've got a burning question that I want to ask. So um, obviously, talk of P-Town. We're talking about Plymouth. Yeah. St. Luke's is very much a part of Plymouth's landscape. But what about you? What's your connection with Plymouth?
2: Born and bred. Um, really? Yeah. Where were you born? So I was born in Freedom Fields. Yes! <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: And he Which... loves a fellow fellow Freedom yeah. Fields baby. I can't say. I do.
2: It. I do. I do. So <laughs> uh, my mum always says that I was born, or she went into labour during a Wimbledon final, she's big into the tennis, and then was born about 10 minutes late for her to get breakfast at the hospital, so, oh, you know, very yeah. inconvenient. inconvenient. <laughs> you are a bugger. But yeah, born, <laughs> born in Fields, grew up in Plimpton, um Hill School, you know, and all that sort of stuff, and stayed there till I was 19, and yeah, I, I love Plymouth now, at the age of 19, can get away to get away and yeah. just see what the rest of the world had to offer. Yeah. And lived in Sheffield for a few years, and then in London for a few years, Um And then, yeah, I've come back and I live just over the water, sort of by tall point in Danderry, but I work at the university in Plymouth. And Mm. it's, I think the change in the city from when I was growing up here in the sort of 80s and 90s to now, is just phenomenal in terms Mm. of the culture and opportunities to eat out, that Mm. sort of thing. I think it's really come on leaps and bounds, but without losing a lot of what makes Plymouth Plymouth. Yeah, for sure. I always liked when I was at university in Sheffield, you know, people would, You'd t- oh, where are you from? And people would say places, and, and people didn't really have a lot to say about where they were coming from, you know. And this is not to sort of denigrate anywhere, but you know. So I remember meeting someone from Northampton, and I was like, "What? What's there? Like, what's in Northampton?" They were like, oh, "Got a got a big mecca bingo." And that was kind <laughs> of it, you know. And I, cause, yeah, maybe it's because I was the son of a history teacher, I would kind of, out of Plymouth about this, yeah. And that and the so heritage, so. the history, the yeah, culture. yeah, 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 and just the natural beauty of it yeah. as well. So yeah, no big. Big fan of Plymouth, big fan of Argyle as well, so, you know, it's all in there.
0: And working for the university, Plymouth University. I mean, that's such a kind of huge yeah. institution within our DNA as well, isn't yeah. it, that feeds and fuels so much of what we do.
2: Yeah, and it's it's been there for such a long time, mm-hmm. but I think it's, again, growing up I didn't really know what the university was there for, or, you know, really picture it at all, and now it's become much a bigger part of the architectural landscape, mm-hmm. but also you see the effect of it. Yeah. Sort of waving throughout the city so yeah it's really cool.
1: and such a draw for other people starting their yeah. careers and lives in Plymouth
2: yeah you know? yeah I love meeting you know particularly around Freshers
1: Week and you see all these people that come down and they're like oh my
2: god you can yeah. see the sea and stuff like that yeah. you know, it's amazing and the
1: sun always shines on open days as well so <laughs> you can pretty much guarantee it so, so what what's your favorite thing to do or place to go in Plymouth
2: oh okay
1: I thought you might ask this. Or like top three. Him, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, okay. So I think it depends on what I'm doing, but so I, lo- I love going out to see live music, mm-hmm. so that's kind of a big big draw for me. So I love going to sort of smaller places like the Junction and the Underground yep. to see that element of stuff. I used to love the Hub when that was still mm-hmm. going, so it'd be interesting to see what comes along to replace those kind of things. Um, really enjoy eating out, and my kind of... Driver for that has shifted now because I've had my stomach shrunk to the size of mm. the toddlers, and so it's much more about quality than quantity. Mm. So I had a really nice meal in Salumi the other day, yep. by Pavilion's, which was just yeah, in their little covered beer garden. Yeah. Oh, nice! nice.
1: They the made fire, the fire yeah. kitchen. Is yes. it? that. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, looks
2: yeah, amazing, yeah, mm. really good. Um, so yeah, that's really tasty, but then you know, still, I have to go at least once a year to Captain Jasper's, yeah, you know, <laughs> staple, yeah. Um, I've got a real sort of soft spot for the stable as well, the pizza place. Yeah, I American, like the stable just because the views back over the barbecue, yeah. up on the terrace, looking
0: yeah. at the barbecue from that angle is yeah. beautiful, isn't it? I was there with a friend the other day and I was just like, Wow, yeah, mm, this is, is where gorgeous. we live.
2: <laughs> and I have to take a real shout out to um, Honky Tonk as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I feel like they've been dealt a bit of a Tough hand at the moment with boarding going up in front of their view, but yeah. um, they do their platters are just out as well. Oh, they're
1: incredible, aren't they? It's become a, I'm going to call it a tradition, I've only done it for two Christmases in a way, <laughs> but we go there for like a Christmas Eve, yes. nice little p- platter before, to just, you know, ease our stomachs into Christmas Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the food is incredible, and Zoe and Fitz are just lovely people as yes, well, aren't they?
0: Definitely. And it's interesting, isn't it, that you say since the operation, your mindset's changed with food and it's Mm, now about mm. quality rather than quantity. And I I think that we kind of all need a little bit of that, don't we, where we'll try new things and experiment Mm. with new things and learn to like and love different things. Because the city has such a plethora of opportunity to explore and test, I suppose. It's like Plymouth is a great test bed for everything, isn't it? I mean, there's nothing you can't trial or test here. Or question or yeah, explore. Yeah,
2: I think there's there's so much that I still want to try in Plymouth, which is the nice thing. Because if you get, you know, when you've got kids and you're like, "Oh, well, I need to want to have a night out," and you're yeah. like, "Right, do we go to something we know we're going to love, or do you want to try something new?" Yeah. really, I really want to go to the um, Atascosa on uh, Union Street. They're yeah, I've not been, but I've heard yeah. great things about
0: yeah. it. And also, there's some amazing, apparently, places in the market yeah. that do yeah. some sensational mm. food. I'm yeah. like
2: oh, I've got to try that. I know, my stepson is 19 and he's always going off to these little places and he's like, oh it's great Vietnamese food. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go. But yeah.
0: yeah. my son's 20 and all just seems to go
1: to Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steve's the same and he's 40, so I think that just might be a... Might be a... Plymouth men love chicken. I don't get yeah. it. I've never yeah. seen a queue out the door in a KFC anywhere else other than... <laughs> and Nando's is like... Yeah, but mecha.
0: KFC is... What do they call KFC? A Jana's Roast. No, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We might get complaints after that. I wow, yeah. But I don't say
0: that. People say it. <laughs> yeah. it's not Other me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you know what? It's been lovely, and I was, like I say, I was nervous and excited for lots
1: of different. Reasons. Well, I promised to let you read the book as Thank soon you. as I finished. I'm nearly finished, but please don't. I'm not letting you read it. it until, like, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but like I say, yeah, I was nervous. It's a really difficult topic. For people, for a lot of different reasons, and I think there's a lot of us who stand away from it as far as possible once it has touched our world because we just don't want to be brought back into it. But actually, I'm really excited to Um, explore.
1: Sometimes you don't know what questions to ask because you don't want to offend or you don't want to upset or like,
0: you know. And also for me, what's really interesting is that this is taken from your blogs yeah it's not written with the the kind of idea that it's going to be a published thing you wrote it from a place of you exploring your feelings in the moment yeah so it is that diary it's, it's really real yeah yeah. which and that real and purposeful kind of conversation that you mm-hmm. bring out yeah. as well is, i'm just I'm, i am now really excited to um when i have the opportunity <laughs> uh to read it my um, reading
1: speed must increase <laughs> Got yeah, yeah exactly yeah. every
0: evening please um, so thank you so much thank you for um, sharing and thank you for um, being so brave I suppose in mm. terms of, of talking about a topic which is a really tough topic to talk about
2: thank you yeah I think it's um, just even you saying that probably three years ago I would have got very kind of like oh no I'm not brave blah 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 but I think through doing this and speaking to lots of people, everyone's brave in their own way. But you know, this has helped people, and I'm really proud of that.
1: Mm. And, I'm and you should just have, yeah. getting
2: to the point of owning that pride. So it's Good. yeah, it's nice to be able to do. But yeah,
0: yeah, it is hard for a cancerian to own pride. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> we we like to scuttle away. Yes, too much attention. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's been a pleasure meeting you, and thank you
1: so much. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. Wasn't that just a lovely conversation with Roland? Isn't he so inspiring? (sighs) Kind of blows my mind a little bit, if I'm honest. Yeah. And how how do you feel now, having been a bit
0: apprehensive before we spoke to him? I really want to read the book, and I do have my own copy now.
1: Signed as well. Jealous. Yeah,
0: but I'm like a real geek and I was like okay sign it um it was it was just brilliant and and you would hope you know that in every situation you can find strength in stuff and this whole thing is about you know making sure that you're holding your own reins in whatever Mm. way that looks like on whatever journey you're going on 100% and I think that what he's just done at a moment in my life in particular where I've needed someone to go he survived something pretty shite mm. and he is like doing great things with it and moving forward with it and learning and, and growing. And had the and
1: ownership and foresight to and think, courage. I can tell my story to help other people. Mm. And I think that really came across Of, he's a very lovely, very eloquent man, mm. but clearly hasn't done this because he wanted particular attention on him, but because no. it's a really important topic and helped him cope with how he was... helped him take the reins helped him feel more in control of his situation
0: and and for him you know feeling in control of the situation I think a part of that is making sure that in some way you know like he says about um dedicating the book to Jake his son and and I think that in in some way there are selfish reasons Mm -hmm. in the actions that we take even when we're thinking that we're being super generous and super selfless like there are there are decisions that we make which we're making for ourselves, and in, in the way that he said about 20% goes to St Luke's in a way that was a little bit selfish because he was publicising the charity rather than yeah. himself and like I wonder how many decisions we all make every day if we were honest with ourselves, if they were actually really selfish reasons for our own yeah well-being or sanity or choices or path or and how many of them were on that you know, we're doing it because... Yeah. It's just... Uh, the whole the whole thing... I know that went really deep, really quick. But the whole thing just made me really stop and think.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely... You know, as we were saying at the beginning, the importance of taking a moment to stop and enjoy and take a deep breath. And appreciate Having it. spoken to Roland, that's even more important when you put it in the frame of... Some people are dealing with things that are life and death. And there's a, an element in the book that he talks about, You you know... You need to treat everyone around you as if someone is dealing with a journey like this you yeah. you don't know the lady next to you in the in the queue at the supermarket might have just had some really awful news or be supporting a relative yeah. or you know whether that's cancer or whether it's something else we at, can't at no see, point we yeah. know anything that is going on in any anyone else's life so. we can't see inside the bottle no can exactly. we? we can't
0: see what someone's carrying or holding or
1: yeah, so it makes um, me feel the need and I found, I feel like I'm gonna sound super cheesy, but to be a better human. I totally to, agree. To be kinder, to be more patient, mm. to be more present. Yeah.
0: And also to not get
1: got get pulled into
0: the ego and the empire building and the 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 kind of the ugly world that is mm. out there too that it's really easy to gravitate towards for whatever reason. Yeah, But if it's not kind of who you are or what you want to be, then it's about making sure that you stay true to yourself.
1: Exactly. 100%. And I think that's
0: like he stayed true to himself. He dealt with this with humour, with passion, with integrity, with purpose, hmm. like all of these amazing characteristics, which he as a human clearly has. And he didn't even let cancer bleed into... His being. Yeah, exactly. And obviously he probably had good days and bad days and you know we, we we're human and that's the, that's the thing. But he didn't even let that detract from who he was. However, we can really easily I'm saying we we can really easily get swallowed into this massive
1: yeah crazy so get, wound thing up about to get one, tiny things of make no difference. Yeah.
0: Crazy how we live our lives and the energy we use I'm mean,
1: I just love. I'm very it. I'm feeling very inspired and I'm really looking forward to what the rest of this season has in store. Oh my god. And I think we need to make a promise to ourselves and pinky, to everyone listening, pinky. pinky Promise, that this won't be a gap now for six months before no. we do the next episode. No. So um
0: But I do think we need
1: this for us. We do.
0: As much as like all of the people that have said they love it, which is just this is our
1: passion it's our passion project to talk to amazing people doing incredible things in our beautiful city and he was born in freedom fields and yes you've got a freedom fields twin thank you very much Um, i I think he's probably quite a bit so i mean let's do let's do the the important thing so if you have been inspired and really want to read roland's book you can find my big toe is killing me you can find it at rolandmonger.uk that's R O
0: L A N D M O N G E R dot U K, And you can also find him on um, Instagram.
1: And Twitter, I and believe. And Twitter, mm-hmm. yeah. My, at Big Toe Cancer. At, at Big Toe Cancer. Um, and also, if you happen to be in Down Dairy, you can find it in the Down Dairy shop oh, too. And which if is you do,
0: can you take a selfie and tag us? Yeah, please send if it to If you, you us. go to the Down Dairy Village shop and buy the book, which has a spelling mistake, which I'm absolutely in love with now that I have a first edition one with a spelling mistake. And if you can spot it, then let us know. Um, but if you go stand
1: there, do take. It I will here. go so far as to say, if someone spots it and sends us a picture, I will buy them a bottle of wine. First ever competition. Go do um, it now.
0: Yeah, but for the for the first person, for not the everyone. first person. Yeah, yeah not for you everyone. Didn't make that clear. I'm I not was making like, money. oh my god, do you realise? <laughs> yeah, terms and <laughs> conditions do first. apply. <laughs> the first picture that comes in you will buy them yeah, a bottle yeah. of wine okay got it yeah. wow of your choice not their choice well yeah yeah
1: clear. we've got to be clear now we've put it out and now. I might demand that you let me drink it with you so <laughs> might not be that much of a prize
0: or you have to drink it with us on a podcast talking about your experience in the down dairy village shop <laughs> <laughs> I love that
1: oh, please this look. is very quickly becoming p-town drinks wine <laughs> um, but no it was really a really lovely first episode and I'm so pleased that we're back doing I am
0: so pleased we're back. And we didn't mean to take such a long break, but it happens,
1: doesn't it? And uh, also, disclaimer time, we also didn't mean to offend you if you like a KFC dinner. and
0: uh, I was literally
1: just... <laughs> no, but I have
0: to make this clear because there is not an offensive bone in my body. The reason I said it is because I very recently had a conversation with someone who will, re- who will remain unnamed, but they know who they are, who said that he loved... A jana roast, and when I said what's a jana roast, thinking it might be my dad because my dad only has meat and potatoes, he doesn't have vegetables, but he has bread, so I thought okay. maybe that's a jana roast because that's my dad's roast and he's a jana. I'm
1: assuming it's KFC with gravy, right? It's not dry. No, it's, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't go into the details. Just KFC but in general. I can't a handle it. On a, Sunday,
0: a KFC on a Sunday is a, apparently a jan roast. I'm just making it clear that it's not what I say. That is what I've heard recently. <laughs> I have never, ever thought or said that. Just making it clear. Understood. Thank you. Do I need to say any more or are we all... I
1: think, we're, I think if we carry I, on... Because, yeah. We're fine. Okay. We're fine. Moving on. Switching. Right. And what about World Book Day? I blinkin' loved that. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, every parent out there, I'm desperately thinking, how can I write, how a, can book I write a book write a joke
0: There is nothing worse. I've stayed up for nights and nights and nights because I was lastminute.com making the most ridiculous Power Ranger outfits out of things I had around the house. I love that. He did go as a wrestler one year and I had to then try and find a book that was about wrestlers.
1: See, World Book Day wasn't a thing when I was at school. I swear it's just out of nowhere just <laughs> a, a torment parent it's just another
0: thing fake sales have gone yeah mm, well but days of, anyway let's not get into that anyway uh, whole other i
1: think it's time for us to go and pour ourselves another glass of wine yes and have a nice relax but thank you so much for joining ha- us for first episode of season three we're delighted to be back
0: and like genuine i know you said it before but the messages we've got from people to say oh, how much they miss us. It's just lush. Um, and yeah, it means a huge amount.
1: It really does. So we love it when you message us. Don't ever feel like you can't drop us a line on Facebook or Instagram or drop us an email. Yeah, and, whatever. You know, if, whether that's just to say you liked it or to tell us to stop rambling. Or, or to, to say, say you want
0: the nun and the dog back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or to say that you want to come and have a chat with us yeah. on air. So, um, yeah, thank you so much, and have a lovely day or evening or whatever time you're joining us. Um, we're sending you love from Talk of P Town. And keep smiling, guys. Yeah. Have a fabulous day. Thanks so much for listening to us. <laughs> we know that it probably feels very odd listening into our little conversations, but we really appreciate it. And we really love it when we hear from you. So don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and on Facebook at Talk of P-Town. See you soon.